0: Welcome one and all to Bill Belichick's World, our weekly podcast reviewing all things NFL. The first week of the season is uh, shortly upon us, Thursday Night Football sees the reigning champions Philadelphia Eagles take on the uh, Atlanta Falcons and the rest of the teams are in action over the coming weekend. Today we'll be taking a look at the final 53-man squads selected by each team. Their first week matchups and uh, so some some surprising quarterback selections. Um, with me this week is Fourteen Inches. Hello. And uh, and Griff. Hello. And we're recording at uh, the Inches household uh, instead of the doghouse because uh, the dog has been fumigated after G-Lo curled out a massive shit in there last week. <laughs> Whoa.
1: Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, I wish you'd waited till we'd finish recording. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, let's let's start today's episode off uh, with the kick-off. Griff.
1: Okay, John Gruden is getting some serious stick for the Khalil Mack trade. But John Gruden and the Raiders are planning for a future reboot in Las Vegas. Now, with that in mind, trading the star defensive player Khalil Mack to the Bears for a haul of draft picks while keeping cap space isn't as bad as it first appears, is it? I'd like to start. I
2: think it's terrible because whilst I appreciate everything they've got to do with going to Las Vegas, and I appreciate you know having space open for when you get there, it's fine, but do you want to go there with an 0-16 team? You want to get fans going. You want fans going there from Las Vegas, don't you? Are they going to come to a crap team? Yeah, um, I guess f- f-
0: as far as Gooden's concerned, he doesn't have to be concerned with the fan base in Oakland anymore? They're they're leaving, as such. Um, but yeah, I. If you, you look at Cleveland, who have, gone with oh, it's okay. We'll get draft picks and we'll get better that way. And you know, we we all await whether this is the rebirth of Cleveland this year. Um, but it's never really happened. It's it's a risky thing to do, and with Mac. They could have given him the money, um, and they could have had a, a a a guy who's gone to the Pro Bowl every year. He's a def- been a defensive player of the year. I think I think it's mad to let him go, uh, and that's what they've done. They have you know. It's not like he he was agitating for a move. They decided not to give him the money and not talk to him, and let him go. And I mean, I guess it's softened by the fact that he's gone to Chicago so they're not going to face him very often um you know but yeah I still f- I think it's uh, I think it's mad uh, to uh let this team crash <laughs> as as it seems to be the case but they they are planning for two years time it, you know if if in two years it, you know something they've got a hot, hot prospect again then I'll, I will go back and I will apologise, but uh, I think uh, I think it's too early uh, to, to tank this team.
2: I think the other thing to bear in mind as well is that people have very short memories. So John Gruden has been some sort of, has got some sort of aura around him because you know he took the Raiders almost there if it wasn't for the bloody Tuck rule. He took the Buccaneers where they needed to be, and he didn't. You know he. He's someone who's got a reputation as a good coach. If you have a I'm not saying they're gonna be owen sixteen, I reckon they'll s they'll splunge out a week one they'll sponge out a week win one week. But yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> but I, I think you've splunged out that sentence. <laughs> yeah. Um I think it's people have very short memories and if you get you suddenly become a you know, you have a one and fifteen season, your reputation is in tatters. So are they going to really want to keep him for the remaining nine years if they are just awful this yeah.
0: season? Yeah, I think it, 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 this is, it, it, whatever happens this year, whatever happens this year and even next year, Gruden's safe. He's got a £100 a million 10-year contract, you know. Um, and I was telling everyone on our fantasy draft night, I was comparing it to the 76ers in basketball. And uh, who they kept the, the general manager just kept tanking the team, and you know if you went and you had a good game, he would trade you away, so that and with the idea that eventually they'll build up draft picks, build up draft picks, and then they got Joel Embiid, who's uh, and other bloke I can't remember, and they t- they've turned this team around. But it's always risky because you know it's planning for a draft in like next year and you know you don't know who's going to come up and you know um this is a team that a few years ago had was it Jamarcus russell as their first pick yeah you know, a few it, years it, back there, yeah, yeah i know but you know you look, you look back 2007 at, you look back at um you know did they
1: draft that well this year colton miller at tackle mm, Possibly not. I don't know. You you say their last really good first round pick? Uh, sorry. P- yeah, early pick was Amari Cooper, who was fourth overall in 2015, yeah. and he's not the star that Khalil Mack is, who was taken the year before at number five. Yeah. Um, I I'm throwing the question out there because I'm trying to look at what I think the Raiders are trying to do. I happen to agree that I think it's you, you go with the star. If they'd have paid um, Mack what he feels he is owed then between Mac and Carr, that would have been 20-point-something percent of their cap. The thing you have to bear in mind is, over the five or six years of that deal, the cap increases. Yeah. And that person's money doesn't increase. So then actually their percentage goes down to a predicted about 17% of the cap, which is not a huge amount to be paying two star players, one on either side of the ball. It's not like you're really loaded on one side and not the other.
2: I think it's a good point. It's a very good point, but... If I was given the choice of keep Carr or keep Mac, I'd be putting Carr in the car.
1: <laughs> I, I'd actually be inclined to agree with you, but here's the thing. If you um, traded Derek Carr to the Bears, you'd say that the Bears win two or three extra games based on the fact they have Derek Carr. How many extra games do you think they win just because they've got Khalil Mac? Just adding him. Just The thing is... Because he never touches the ball. no.
2: But he stops other people
1: from yeah. doing it.
0: I think I think for the Bears it's really smart because you've got a young quarterback, a new offense, a new coach coming in, and an offensive minded coach. And you know, let's say Trubisky, you know, isn't the next coming, or he isn't the next Tom Brady, whatever, because he's not gonna be. It's having people like Mac on the defence means you can win a game, you know, 13-10. Whereas if you'd have, if they're, it, now, they they can have a bit more of a stuttering offence with Trubisky still learning the ropes. It it might not uh, evidently win you a game, sort you know, the fact that he's going to score 10 touchdowns this season. But what he's doing, he is giving that offence... More leeway to to
1: to settle in and to be better. I think it's a, I think it's a huge deal. So, so here's my take on that. I don't think it's about how his presence helps the offense. I think it's about how his presence affects that division. That, the other three quarterbacks in that division are Matt Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, and Kirk Cousins. You tell me that Mac isn't going to break one of them this oh, season. Yeah. It doesn't put Aaron Rodgers out of commission at some point, maybe. First week, I think, they play.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, the, the Bears' chance of competing in the division went up, even if their uh, chances of overall success didn't change. That's the only way they could affect that situation. Now, Cousins is at the Vikings for years to come, Rodgers is at the, the Packers for years to come, and Stafford is at the Lions for years to come. They've all signed new deals in the last year. Stafford was this, Stafford time, last was year. this time last year. So what they've, they've got to face each of these quarterbacks for another five years. You have got, you're not competing with that with Mitchell Trubisky. So you find a different way to compete with it. And all right, you've given up two first rounders, but Khalil Mack is worth two first rounders. I don't think anybody is debating that. So I think in, for what the bears have done, it's brilliant business. You pray that one of those two first round picks turns out as good as Khalil Mack. And they rarely do. So giving up two is just, you know, that's, that's fine. That's a, that's a fair price to pay. Um, with regards to Gruden and the Raiders, uh, Jerry Jones bought the Cowboys in nineteen eighty nine, kicked Tom Landry out and brought in Jimmy Johnson, who then traded away all the, the star players to rebuild the team the way he wanted and they went one and fifteen in nineteen eighty nine. In ninety two and ninety three they won back to back Super Bowls. Is that the plan that he's following? Because he doesn't like personalities. He doesn't like young, undercoached players. He likes all these veterans. We we were discussing before we came on that they now have the oldest average age squad ever to start a season. Right? We don't know what Gruden's doing. And he's not going to tell us. And he does have this aura because he went out on top, basically, before. Um, I I think you can't judge this until we sit here when they get to Las Vegas yeah. in two years' time. Because I think if they only win four games this season and three or four games next season, I don't think anybody at that organisation is remotely bothered. Because they've now got four first-round picks between 2019 and 2020. Yeah. So if they get two-star players out of that, or one-star player out of that, that might be all they need. Um, so I am willing, like I've had to do in the past with Belichick, sit back and, and go, OK, I, I don't get it, I don't see the picture... But assume that he knows what he's doing because he has come out and said, yeah, the GM was on board and the the owners on board. No, no, no. You gave the guy a ten year, hundred million contract, which is why you can't afford Khalil Mack. He <laughs> he made that decision by himself. Yeah. He may have phoned the others and said, this is what I'm going to do. But uh, Carr and I forget which other player both tweeted, no effing uh, way, when they saw that it had gone through, and that was their proper initial response. And you know that that. Uh, changing room is going to be a hard place if they don't win some early games because people are going to be saying, "Well, we thought we were competing," you know, in a division where there is opportunity to compete. Yeah. But I really don't think that that's the plan. I think the next two years are thrown to the wind. And
0: I, I agree, it's it, it is all about Las Vegas. And but yeah, it's a it's a risky thing because the draft is it's why it's brilliant. It's an unknown quantity. It's
1: so, so Max of $90 million guaranteed, $141 million total in his, in his contract, and Aaron Donald was the best-paid defensive player for exactly one day. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, no one's feeling sorry for him. Um, you know, the, the market for defensive players is growing because teams realise you cannot find a star quarterback every year, so you have to disrupt other teams' star quarterbacks. And yeah. if that's what the Bears have thought to themselves, and that's what they're willing to give up, then I think that's exactly the right move for the Bears. And I really hope we get to see a competitive Bears team again because that seems to have been forgotten in the shuffle here is everyone was expecting the Raiders to be competitive because they got Gruden. No one's really given the Bears any shout because of the division they're in. And all of a sudden, they just inched a bit closer to being relevant in that division.
2: I think it's an interesting prospect because you saw what happened last year. I think people were expecting Green Bay to walk that division. And Roger's... Rogers gets injured and suddenly the Vikings have got an opportunity. The you know, I it's not unfeasible that let's say Khalil Mack gets to Rogers, let's say he does his shoulder again. It's not unfeasible to that Bears team. They've bought in some qual- they've actually got a receiving core. Yeah. So, you know, Alan Robinson, Taylor Gabriel. Yeah. Um they've got some talent now. Kevin White <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the, the if he's on the field, it will be good. It's just yeah, if he's he on a, the field. He was the first round, he was the 7th overall in the draft for year, three years ago, wasn't he? Oh, yes. So,
0: yeah, I I <laughs> the, I think the Bears were I was quite not excited about the Bears, but I was intrigued by where they were going to go this season and I hoped to see them move on from the John Fox days. Uh but uh yeah, this is this has changed. Yeah. Let's let's move on. <laughs> so, uh other news: uh, A notable injury occurred uh, at the 49ers. Newly acquired running back Jared McKinnon tore his ACL and uh, is now eliminated from the whole coming season. Uh, Matt Brader has only just returned, so uh, Alfred Morris looks to be getting the starting role. How does this bode for the Niners' season? Of promise, this was supposed to be the season that you know they came back. You know how did, how is
1: the loss of McKinnon affected that for you guys? The loss of McKinnon hits the uh, passing game out of the backfield harder than anything else. Brader hasn't shown a great deal in pass-catching ability, and Alfred Morris is not renowned for his pass-catching. His total receiving yards uh, in the NFL, 421. So it definitely affects the passing game, but actually having signed Alfred Morris um, initially to back up McKinnon could prove to be a very smart, uh, shrewd piece of business. A- averaging 4.4 yards uh, per rush, 32 rushing touchdowns, uh, 5,500 rush yards uh, since he entered the NFL. You know, I don't I don't think, uh, but that was in 2012 that he entered, so it was yeah. six, this, this would be his seventh year. Yeah. I th- you know, the guy is a, a low-level starting running back, but it's better than most of the alternatives that they could have got hold of so this was this was good business uh, i don't think it affects the team hugely in in uh most situations it'll be tight uh situations where they could have they could have used a bit of trickery out for passing out of the backfield so close games one score games or, or you know got games that might be decided by a field goal that's where it's going to hit them the hardest um but it, the general run game play i don't think is actually a big drop he for me was half
2: decent at the cowboys last season zeke had the issues that he had
1: and was suspended and i don't think there was a massive drop off from morris coming in oh i don't know i think it was it was noticeable because teams don't fear him but you know he 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 did as well as anyone could be expected but if you if you think about it rod smith actually overtook him yeah, uh, and 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 Morris was gone. People really expected him to retire. So uh, I'm not sure about that, but I, I think um, the fact that he hasn't played a full season for the last couple of years and has barely started any games is only to the the credit for the Forty ers for picking him up, checking what's in the tank, having him in the system already, just in case. I, I'll be surprised if he doesn't get a handful of touchdowns this year I think you know, six touchdowns is realistic and yeah. they'll be pleased with that output
2: yeah I, I think yeah, there are much worse players you could get in I, I, I'm sorry it's not great analysis but <laughs> I, I can't give you much more than that I think that's one thing where I, I'm not a 49ers fan don't get me wrong but looking at that I was thinking saw the news and thought you know what that's alright that is that is okay Well, Paul do you want to take us the next one yeah, so Antonio Gates is a charger once more. So he's back on a one-year deal after Hunter Henry tore his ATL. So could the record tight end touchdown scorer still be a worthwhile contributor? He had, he had
0: most of last season off once he got his touchdown uh, record. So, um, you know, he's it, what's left in the tank for him, I'm not quite sure. But it's he's a big target for... Rivers, you know, went to look out for. So, yeah. And it's, it's not the worst deal. But it, I, he's an old bloke. And I,
1: I, I see this the same as uh, Raiders bringing back Lynch for the start of last year. He had a year off, and effectively Gates had most of last year off. He scored the record-breaking touchdown in the first game yeah. and then backed up Hunter Henry, and we barely saw him. Um, so he's, again, same as with the Niners, he's better than most of the alternatives. Yeah. Um, I think it shows how badly there is a need for depth at this position in the league, that they didn't have a younger, suitable candidate who could be brought in and be up to speed within a couple of weeks. They obviously don't feel confident in that. So that should be a concern, because there's no guaranteeing at, what is he, 38? Yeah. That he's going to last the full season, but he's been fairly durable in the past. Um, I think... The fact that he ha- it doesn't matter that he's missed all of training camp, he's going to walk in, high-five Rivers, and go stand near the end zone and wait for the ball. Yeah. Uh, you know, people will draft him in fantasy because of that, the, the, the touchdown scoring ability, and Rivers is going to look for him because he's reliable. And actually, it just adds a known quantity back into the system who's had a year off to rest. So I, I don't think there will be a huge drop-off. Well, I agree.
0: So uh, Terence Newman... Quarterback for the Vikings, has retired after 15 seasons in the NFL. He began his career as a first-round selection by the Cowboys in 2003, spent three seasons with the Bengals before joining Minnesota in 2015, and he totaled 42 interceptions, eight forced fumbles, and four defensive touchdowns. But I don't think that's why people are are here. So who wants to take us on to the the Bills?
2: So the Bills traded AJ McCarran to the Raiders for a fifth-round pick and then announced Nate, five interceptions in one-half, Peterman will start under censor on the opening day against the Ravens. <laughs> with Josh Allen combined to a backup role. For now, how much of this is Peterman earning the job and how much is this about not having Allen crushed by the Ravens' D in the first game? Imagine if you drafted the
1: Ravens' defence in your fantasy. <laughs> and then somebody told you yesterday in your group chat that uh, Nate, five interceptions in one half, Peterman was going to be starting the first game for the Bills. And by the way, your Ravens' defence is playing them. <laughs> I'm delighted. <laughs> this, is, this is not this is not good news for the Bills. I already had the Bills down to win four or five games this season and that number just dropped. Cause Peterman is not a good player. No. And... Clearly, Allen is not ready to be a good player, so I I think the Bills are in trouble.
0: Yeah, the uh, the, the O line they lost
1: is, uh, they is lost three starters from last year's O line. Yeah, and now they've got two effectively rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, it's uh, I, I think it is. It's
0: protecting uh, Allen, isn't it? And Peterman's almost sacrificial lamb, yeah, 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 effectively. The, Ravens um, are just going to
2: tear him apart. Oh yeah. I mean, this adds further credence to the thing that I've mentioned before that Nate Peterman has naked photos of the head coach.
0: <laughs> I don't think he does. I think I think if he did, uh they'd have kept McCavern for this week and uh it would be uh McCarron's face pulled into the ground by the Ravens
1: D. But uh yeah. It it's not uh it's not a good look for the Bills when this is their best option. They got rid of Tarod Taylor. Can we just remember that they got to the playoffs for the first time since nineteen ninety nine and got rid of the quarterback that helped them get there and now have this mess to deal with? Josh Allen is going to be a good player. I really think he will. But they've got they've got nothing for him to work with. They let's not forget, and I think it comes it'll come up later on in the roster cuts section, but they, they traded for Corey Coleman from the Browns and then promptly kicked him out of the squad. So they've got Kelvin Benjamin, and I think Zay Jones, mad drug user, blood painting up the walls, Zay Jones, is the second receiver. Yeah. They've got nothing. Uh, McCoy, yeah, he's going to be fine running the ball, but the offensive line is not as good as it was, so he's probably going to lose yards per carry. This team's in trouble. I am totally with you there. But do you want to take us to the next one? Uh, Yeah, so speaking of starting quarterbacks, there was far less of a surprise about the confirmation of Nick Foles, Super Bowl MVP. Uh, starting for the Eagles this week, as Carson Wentz has not been cleared for contact. Uh, I believe Wentz is apparently very frustrated, but it's the right decision. But this it? is the right decision. Like you don't take a risk if if they have to wait till week four or five to see him, then that's still well worth it,
0: right? It is, it's, it's, he's an MVP, isn't he? In the waiting, Wentz. So I uh, almost, almost went there. Sorry, um, but went. yeah, Wentz there. <laughs> you almost went there. Almost went there. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, you, you can't chuck him in uh, uh, so soon. Uh, yeah, making sure he's, he's uh, back to the player he was last year. Uh, I don't know who they've got first week. They've oh, got the Falcons. Falcons. Falcons in the
1: opening game. So The thing that you said at the beginning.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Uh,
1: yeah, it's not a great play. Nick Foles has been terrible in pre-season, by the way. Um, but I think if they win one of the first four games with him under centre, they'll take that to have Wentz fit. I think that'll be They'll be fine. It's a similar situation to when Brady sat out uh, two years ago, sat yeah. out the open, two years ago? Or last year? Two years. Two years ago, sat out the first four games of the season and New England basically wanted to win one of those four games and then just not lose any of the others and the Eagles are going to look at it the same way. If we win more than one, that's a bonus.
0: Yeah, and they've still got a superb defence and yeah, nah, it's it's not like they are starting uh, Peterman. But
1: assuming that the, he misses the first four weeks, uh, it's Falcons... Then at Tampa Bay, and then home against Indianapolis, and at Tennessee. So it's not a, it's not they're, terrible. They're four know. winnable games for whoever's centre in that team. Yeah. So Nick Foles should be looking for a couple of wins out of that, really.
2: Yeah. yeah no. Nah, um, but I mean, if, if you're, you're looking at the backups across the league, Nick Foles is serviceable.
1: Serviceable is the correct term. He he rode a wave in the playoffs. And fair play to him. Let us never, ever diminish that. I sat there, and I was just stunned, I must admit. But man, he was brilliant. He was absolutely flawless, brilliant. But that is not the average Nick Foles that you're going to get. So let's assume he regresses to the mean slightly. He should still be capable of winning one or two of those games. Yeah, 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 and he still has a
0: a great running game as well, so...
1: Oh, absolutely, they're going to be fine. You know, they're a playoff team again. Yeah, clearly. Oh yeah. Uh,
0: Le'Veon Bell does not report to practice at the start of this game week. Um, if you listen quietly, you can if you can hear the uh, buttholes of the people with Le'Veon Bell and your fantasy league quivering because they have worried that they might have blown a first round pick. <laughs> That's why right, I went there.
1: So. You just used our podcast to mention quivering buttholes. <laughs> I have.
2: I've been wanting to do it for a year and a half. <laughs> I thought that was on our other Quivering Buttholes podcast.
1: <laughs> I think the word is They're puckering. all units. So, <laughs> quivering. quivering. <laughs> it sounds like a terrible, like, punk group. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm sure I've been to Esquire's in Bedford and watched the quivering buttholes.
1: <laughs> I... But...
0: With, with, you this, don't get this on ESPN. No, yeah. <laughs> Ian Rappaport is not
1: talking about buttholes right now,
2: <laughs> and that's why you came to us. Yeah, because you wanted
1: the butthole. <laughs> how, tell me again how much he stands to lose per week if uh, he doesn't report? Think it's about eight hundred thousand dollars. Wow. So five hundred, nearly six hundred thousand pounds a week. Uh, yep. Just turn up, man. Just turn up and start playing. Do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be devil's advocate.
0: He's 26, um, so probably 27 throughout this season. He's got one contract basically left, hasn't he, mm-hmm. really, as a running back. You yeah, know, yeah. You know, um, I think uh, why not hold out? And, you know, it's not he's, – he's got the money. He, he wants – I think it will be about security as well. I want for the next – Three years to know. Well, I'm going to turn up to work uh, and be be paid uh, that I this, he deserves. Um, why he? Why it always comes to now when it, you know it, sh- it should have been resolved. It should be resolved earlier this clearly, season. But clearly, clearly
1: yeah. the Steelers were no intention of paying. Uh, no, he's going to be a free agent at the end of this season, and somebody is going to pay big bucks for him. I think the holdout is about him being fit. He's just going to say. I didn't play. I, there is no wear and tear on this body. I've got five more years. And he makes a lot more money that way. There is, in my opinion, a realistic chance that he misses three, four, five games. Because sacrificing a million dollars a week could earn him 20 million extra dollars in the future. I mean,
2: it's not that significant for the Steelers. Right? <laughs> I
0: think it's hugely significant. No, for no, the it
2: is. Don't get me wrong, but. James Connor is, is decent and needs game time. So, this gives James Connor the chance to get game time and show he's decent. He looked okay in preseason, didn't he? Yeah, Connor looked
1: fine. Um, is there some agreement at the table here that Rothersberger is slowly regressing? Yeah. As a player? Yeah. Would people, right? And would there be agreement as well that Le'Veon Bell slows that process dramatically because he's so dynamic? Yeah. Yeah. So, bringing in Connor, he may well be a decent player. He is not going to be Le'Veon Bell, and this could massively affect the Steelers' season. Just in close games, they're just not going to win them. Their defense has never recovered from losing Ryan Shazier. It really isn't very good. And to not have your best offensive player, and and I know people will say Antonio Brown is the best offensive player, but. Le'Veon Bell is in more of the, the plays than than Antonio Brown. Oh, so
2: yeah. you've got your stats up for last season. You know, one thousand two hundred ninety-one rushing yards, six hundred and fifty-five receiving yards, nine rushing touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns. That's numbers you'd struggle to replicate.
1: Yeah. So I don't care how good James Conner is; he's not Le'Veon Bell. If he misses time, the Steelers in the division they're in really. They're, going to, they're certainly going to struggle for home field advantage in the playoffs, which is what they always strive for. And when they don't get it, that's what costs them. They, they could be struggling. The Ravens are um, retooled. And, and if, the, if the Steelers get off to a bad start, it opens the door for Baltimore. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. this... Um, last, we,
0: last time we, we discussed the AFC, and, you know, it was, like, oh, well, obviously the, the Steelers are going to... But without Bell... I do worry for them. I don't. I think they could be looking at an eight and eight without Bell. That's how much it affects them. If he didn't Uh, play all
1: season, if he didn't play all season, they would really struggle. Their defense is probably the worst in the division, and their offense is only the best in the division because they have Bell and Brown as a duo.
0: Yeah, I mean they've got Juju, they've got Brown, but running, you
1: know, you don't, you can't replace Le'Veon Bell. No, I'd agree. I mean, the the Bengals' defense is excellent. They've got A.J. Green. That's their version of Antonio Brown. The guy throwing to A.J. Green is not Ben Roethlisberger, but if we're agreeing that Roethlisberger is progressing, he's doing so quicker than Andy Dalton.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So that means the Bengals catch him up, and Flacco's got two new receivers to play with, in John Brown, who's a deep threat, and Michael Crabtree, who's a touchdown threat. So all of a sudden, the Steelers could be in trouble. And the Browns are an unknown quantity. Oh, yeah, you know they're going to be a bit rubbish, but...
2: They should be better than they were the last oh, well, two years. Don't get me wrong. Josh Gordon, if he's playing, if he gets
1: a run of games, and Jarvis Landry will make a difference. And how many times have we said the Steelers lose games to teams like the Browns? They play down. Imagine if they lost both games to the Browns this season. That would destroy them in the division. Just as a defence, not having Bell there,
0: is, it, it means you have less to worry about because you, 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 don't, know what you, you don't know what you can do. You, you can run he can catch he's, he, you, he's. I love watching him run because he, he stops he finds the gap unlike anyone else and goes it
1: and it's, it's brilliant The dynamism is amazing it's, and, it's, and it certainly makes your life easier as a defensive coordinator if he's not there Yeah I think you,
2: you've got to look at other things within this right so we, at the beginning of last season we said he was miserable and he's like almost been kept there against his will and he's desperate to play for another team and earn big money and then he plays fifteen games and absolutely stonks the league. So he could do that again. He could, there is absolutely oh, he, he a possibility could. he could play fifteen games and be unreal.
0: Is again. it Mark, Marcus Pouncey? Marcus oh, Pouncey. Oh, he cla- he said, he tweeted, he'll be back on Wednesday. Although it turns out he's not spoken to him. It's just you know, he's just like well it's 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 Le'Veon, he'll turn up on Wednesday, that's what he, he wants to play. But it's just a, it's
1: well, it's just a distraction the team doesn't need in the lead up to the week one game. You know, I know that Mike Tomlin is not in charge of contract negotiations, but it once again leads me to say that Mike Tomlin is not the he's not in the top echelon of head coaches because a top head coach talks to this player and says, "Okay, you want to prove to us how much you're worth? I need you here leading the team," and he's not been able to do that. Players don't hold out like this on Belichick. Do they?
2: No, but... because he just cuts them. You, yeah. you look at the quality of player that Pittsburgh have had, and I'd say even you know the last, but well, since Tomlin's been there,
1: a better quality coach would have won something with this team. He won uh, a super, definitely. One more at least. One one more. He he won a Super Bowl with, and I completely Bill forget Cowell, Bill Bill Cowher's team. Yeah, he didn't build that team, and since he's been in charge of building and leading a team they've always flattered to deceive they get to the playoffs with alarming regularity and then flounder
2: but you've got to remember this they've got to the, they've got to the playoffs because the browns have perennially sucked the bengal's has to be honest perennially sucked
1: yeah and they floundered in the playoffs a bit because they come up against a new england team that Generally speaking, has been very good in this in per- this era, but perennially
2: don't suck.
1: But Mike Mike Tomlin is a rah rah coach. The players shout at them, get them going, but he's not nuanced, is he? It's like having your team coached by Mister T. That's the best. I don't know how else you can put that. Like I
2: pity the fool who don't want to play in, T- in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I ruined it.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure we'll come back to, to Bell because uh, yeah But yes, we're going to the roster cuts.
2: Yeah, so the teams had to cut their squads from a maximum of 90 down to 53 by 4pm on Saturday the 1st of September. And as always, there were some surprising admissions and inclusions, which we'll try to highlight here. I mean, the thing that absolutely amazed me is my I, I was looking through this, and I know I'm going slightly off script here, and I apologise. There is no script. There, <laughs> there, is no, there is no script. Of course there's, there's, a, there's no script. There's, so a, there's a slight running order. I, said, I was talking about this with my wife. She must have been delighted. She cares very little for the NFL. I'll make that clear. <laughs> the fact that we're recording in my house amazes me. But she said to me, Alright, so they have to go from ninety down to fifty three. How many players are out, how many people are out of a job? One thousand one hundred and eighty four people have lost their job on Saturday, the first of September.
1: That's yeah, mad. It's 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 absolutely brutal, is what it is. Yeah. It really is. They used to cut it down to seventy five, didn't they, a week before, but now they just do all the cuts in one go. I, it is brutal, but it shows you how competitive this business is. Yeah.
2: Competitive, but Nate Peterman still gets a job.
0: <laughs> well, uh, another quarterback, RG3, he makes the grade as a backup at the Ravens. And I think we've discussed it before with, with Jackson there. I think he's a good person to learn off.
1: Yeah, he is. I think he took seven sacks in the preseason games, though, which shows you that RG3 has not learned (laughs) any lessons. So they're probably just using him to say, this is what you don't do. But it does mean the Ravens have one of the best four or five backup situations in the whole of the NFL now. But
2: you look at it, I just see the head coach putting his arm round Lamar Jackson and saying, you see what that guy does there? Do everything he does but slide, (laughs) and
1: you'll be fine. Yeah. So, uh... Speaking of the Ravens, they also finally parted ways with 2015 first-round pick Brashad Perriman, who's struggled to stay fit and catch the ball uh, at any point during his career with the Ravens. Uh, He has landed himself a trial with the Jets. Uh, If he latches on with the Jets, it shows you that they are struggling at wide receiver. He has done nothing to prove himself a good, reliable NFL player. It's a shame. He was extremely talented at college, but... He just hasn't had uh, either the physical or mental aptitude to make it in the top of this game. I'd, I would have thought somewhere like the Bills could have used just a body.
0: <laughs> Bichard, you know, I don't know, but yeah. Uh, anyway, the league's second most accurate kick of all time, Dan Bailey, is cut by the Cowboys and replaced with a CFL kicker called Brett mar Brett, Brett, Ma?
1: Brett Mayer, I believe. Mayer. Uh the fact that we don't know him
0: Yeah. Says says a lot. Um is this cap related so he he that it saved them three point four million dollars? Or do the cowboys know something about Bailey that we don't? Is he fully recovered from his injury? I don't know. You've got opinion on that one? Uh,
1: I think that they they suspect he's not fully recovered from the groin injury and that could be a longer term problem. Again, Bailey has landed himself a trial with the Jets. And he will be kicking for someone this year until his groin goes again, if that's the problem. But after he came back from the groin injury last year, and he came back quite quickly, I believe Mike Nugent back, mm. uh, served for five games while he was out, maybe. He came back, and he missed his first two extra points. Like, he hadn't missed one. And he missed two. Yeah. And, and he just not looked quite the same since he got injured. So maybe he hadn't recovered. Or like you say, maybe it's a cap thing. Three point four million. I believe the new guy's earning about six hundred thousand dollars. I imagine it's like so. Yeah. So, all right. It might be a really shrewd move, but just think when you've got one of the best kickers, one of the top two in the yeah. league. Look at what the Chargers struggled with last year. That's, that's they lost the their opening thing. four games for the sake that they didn't have a kicker.
2: I think, and in a tough league as well this year. That you know, Jerry Jones isn't someone who's known for sentimentality, is he? If if he ain't doing the job, he's gone.
1: Clearly, because Bailey is their leading point scorer of all time. Yeah. So no, no sentimentality. But I was a little bit surprised. I think he's one of the he's one of the mainstays of the team. Been there, what seven or eight years, and in a team that just lost another leader in Jason Witten after losing Romo, Des Bryant, and Des Bryant. You think Bailey's up there? All right, I know he's a kicker, but. People look to players who've stuck around a long time and done, you know, record achievements for teams. They are leaders. On the special teams unit, he is a leader, and now he's not there either. It it just strikes me as something else the Cowboys have done that you, you can't quite put your finger on why they've done it. Yeah, I was it, reading about last season about the the long slapper,
2: the long slapper, the long slapper, <laughs> the long snapper from um, Detroit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, you know, no, no,
2: no, you can't recover from the long slapper. <laughs>
1: Is that what you spent your weekend doing, <laughs> seeing a long slapper? That's why I have to strap it to my inner thigh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I can only dream.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, um, like, he's just a long snapper, but he's been there a long time, and they all sort of turn to this bloke as, um, as, as this sort of character in the, in the dressing room. So I think, I think he will be missed. But,
2: I, um, absolutely. I'm sure he will.
0: Uh, do, you want, do you want to tell us about uh,
2: Corey Coleman, Paul. Yeah, Corey Coleman was cut from the bills after being traded there just weeks
1: before by Cleveland. So, yeah, we, we covered that earlier, but he's basically failed to pick up the playbook in yeah. three weeks. And him and his trainers from Hard Knocks are just going to have to be out on the street, I think. By looks and Some, Nobody has yet offered him the chance to get back in. And this surprises me, because he was a first-round pick yeah. again. But the attitude looks fairly poor. But you've got to look at... His
2: attitude's poor, but the Jets' third choice wide receiver is a man who blamed ghosts for performing enhancing drugs. <laughs> 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 now, if I was Corey Coleman and a man who blamed his PED suspension on ghosts <laughs> is suited up on the pitch, <laughs> I'd be furious.
0: Yeah, I- I'm sure at some point he will be. He will be. Uh, On trial somewhere in the league. He might just
1: be on trial, (laughs) looking at the attitude. And Dallas would pick him up then. Well, yeah, that's that's true. Uh, So Paxton Lynch initially survived the roster cuts, and then all of a sudden, Denver decided to pick up uh, Kevin Hogan, who was cut from the Redskins, and bumped Paxton off into free agency. So that's another first-round pick, uh, a team that the Cowboys were devastated they didn't get. uh, and, And I believe Denver traded up to get him. And he has bombed out massively. Now, again, he will get trials. I think I saw that he's getting a trial with the Bills. Imagine that quarterback room. Nate, five interceptions by half time, Peterman. Josh, I'm not ready to start yet, Allen. And Paxton, I'm a bunch of shit. Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a reassuring quarterback room. But that's still a better quarterback room than Miami. Oh, steady on. Ryan, I'm not fit
2: to Hannah Hill. Brock what happened to that contract i had Osweiler? <laughs> and, and david <laughs> my last name is fails fails yeah, <laughs> yeah that is not a good division
1: <laughs> wow so uh, the um, so the patriots win the division cool so um <laughs> again yeah so. i i i feel for lynch but clearly the the decision making process is not there when you see him play he holds the ball and holds the ball yeah. and gets sacked every time
2: he just he looks like someone who likes the glory too much and you see him like, he looks so happy when he's on the sidelines and I mean, the good thing is he's going to be on the sidelines for a very long time now. So <laughs> Sitting at home watching I should think is what he's going to be doing. I think, yeah, there was, there was an opportunity there for Paxton Lynch to, you know, Trevor Simeon was never going to be the answer.
1: No, uh, I mean, what would the question be if Trevor Simeon was the answer? I need a poor quarterback. <laughs> Who can I choose? <laughs> I need a backup for Kirk Cousins. Who can I take? Yeah, that, that was yeah. the answer.
2: I think, so if we move on, the Vikings have cut Kendall right. So he led several receiving categories with the Bears last year. But he has just seven touchdowns in the last three seasons. Now, can I start with this one? You can. Being a leader of receiving categories with the Bears last season. You got it, 14 yards? <laughs> yeah. Seven catches? It's like being the only single man at a swingers club. <laughs>
1: it's <laughs> You would know. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised they let him go uh, because he provides very reliable depth at a position that a lot of teams have need for. I don't think he'll be on the free agency market for very long. Yeah. Somebody will pick him up. I actually quite like Kendall Wright, and if if the very thin at wide receiver Patriots were to come along and snap him up, even just for a few games until Edelman's back, I would be very pleased with this because he's been reliable But You never hear anything bad about hey, Kendall Wright.
2: The Patriots will be fine. They cut Super Bowl winning Kenny Britt.
1: Super Bowl winning Kenny... No, he didn't. Damn it. No, <laughs> damn it. No. Super Bowl playing Kenny Britt. He didn't win. I don't, did he even play in the Super Bowl? Or did yeah. he just watch? I uh, I think he was even good enough to play S- for a team they didn't win. Super Bowl attendee,
2: <laughs> <Kenny Brick.
1: laughs> he's attended more Super Bowls than any of us. Exactly, I know he's attended uh, more
2: Super Bowls than Kendall yeah. Wright.
0: I mean, if, um, if you look at the wide oh, receivers man. at um, Minnesota, they're 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 fine, aren't they? They're, you know, oh yeah, Phelan, Digs, uh, the trade well, as well as you know, Carl Rudolph
1: Some somebody will pick him up because he's. An exceptionally reliable player who doesn't get himself in trouble, yeah. so he, he's definitely going to be on a squad. Maybe not by this weekend's games, but but soon enough. Yep. Yeah, um. So the the Pats finally cut ties with Mike Gillisley a year after signing him to a big contract and uh, almost a year since his three touchdown performance in the opening yeah. game of last season, where everyone went mad and picked him up in fantasy, and the one guy in our league who had him in fantasy didn't play him, and then he did nothing for the rest of the year. Now. Gillersy lost the uh, the job, so to speak, to Jeremy Hill, formerly of the Bengals. That should be a concern, because Jeremy Hill was not what you'd call explosive. He's a reliable carrier of the ball, but it tells me that they think Gillesley has a fumble issue or is simply not working hard enough. So it'd be just an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I did not consider that as an option. I mean,
2: we've seen some of the things that, um, what's he say, Belichick, you know, the, the guy we named the podcast after. Um, who's, yeah, that's him. Yeah, that fella. Legend. <laughs> Steve. Steve Belichick, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've seen some of the stuff that he's got to be in his bonnet about players with. You know, Gillersley probably looked funny or something or looked the wrong way during a meeting or something. I think he's. I think it's good that he's gone to the Saints because if you, if with Ingram being out for the first four games, he's he's a reliable backup to Kamara.
1: Yeah, I'd actually not even read my notes correctly about that. Yes, he did uh, sign as backup for Kamara while Ingram is out at the Saints. Yeah, Yeah, I think. I mean, he is the big uh, goal line back, if you like. That's that's his job. Going, you know, the, the opposite to Alvin Kamara, if you like. It'll be interesting to see if he hangs around on that roster once Mark Ingram is back. Yeah. If he doesn't, I still suspect he gets picked up somewhere else. Uh, but injuries will be might, taking toll by then. Might be some trade value for
2: but him. They weren't putting all running plays through Kamara, were they? They were splitting them between him and Ingram.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And
2: gillisley a, is a unit. Yeah, yeah. And I think he could, he could get some reps.
1: Yeah, definitely, considering that he did very little work last year. He didn't play in the playoffs at all. No. No, it's completely inactive. Um, so, But uh, the Giants
0: uh, moved on from Davis Webb. Uh, so if Eli uh, continues to regress, it's Kyle Laul- Lauletta and Alex Tanney. Shermer's had some good things to say about Lauletta the, uh, this week. In the, but, uh,
1: yeah,
2: I don't know, really know either of them.
1: I believe they're both rookies, and yeah. uh, you better cross your fingers.
2: Uh, they are. <laughs> I would rather have Carlo Letter and Alex Tanny to Geno Smith.
1: Oh, I don't disagree with you. Um, I, this is going to come down not to how Eli plays, but how picking Saquon Barkley works out for the Giants. If Barkley takes the pressure off, it won't really matter that Eli is regressing. The fact you've had no running game has made it far more of a stark contrast that Eli was also regressing with the ball. Yeah. Now you've got supposedly... A grade A running game, it should take the pressure off and the need for a backup shouldn't really exist because Eli doesn't get injured. Yeah. So, you know, the, it, I think it's okay. I, th- I think it's fine. And, and you know, they obviously felt Davis Webb wasn't going in the direction they needed to. I believe from things I've read and heard uh, it's because Laletta's come into camp and basically immediately overtaken Davis Webb in terms of how quickly he's progressed. I, I think Looking at where the Giants
2: are going this season, and I'm always going to have a bias with this because I'm a Giants fan, but anything better than 2-14 and 14 is good for me. I think Barkley brings in an option. You, I think you, you can't judge Eli for the last two
1: seasons because our O-line's been absolutely fucking pathetic. Pony at best, yeah, absolutely. A re- bunch of revolving doors is the best description I've heard of them.
2: You could have a quarterback room of Joe Montana, Dan Marino and Peyton Manning. And they'd have done exactly the same.
1: Yeah, I suspect you're right. I think... Uh, yeah, because they're like 50 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Davis Webb has uh, moved straight across and gone to the practice squad for the Jets. Yeah. And again, wow. That, that, that strikes me as a little bit of desperation. You know, Darnold... Well, we'll come to Darnold. He's also been named a starting quarterback. Sam Darnold. Now, I didn't mention it earlier because it's not surprising. No. Everyone knew they would desperate to give the job to Darnold, right? So,
2: uh, is the Jets' recruitment strategy just they, they put a taxi outside all other stadiums? Yes. That, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> are, you a, are you a player?
1: No, right, carry on. Are you is, a player? <laughs> have you just been cut? Get in. That's <laughs> basically how it works, I believe. But uh, we know the Jets wanted to give the job to Darnold. They, he didn't look brilliant but he just wasn't bad in in preseason, And that's enough for them to say, okay, if you only win three or four games for us, that's fine. And and, and I'm all right with that, because McCowan is there to coach him through, step in if he gets in trouble. Um, but I don't know what value there is on bringing in Davis Webb when they, they've they had other young quarterbacks that they've failed to do anything with, i.e. Christian Hackenberg, yeah. who's now... At, the practice squad for the Bengals It's already been to the Eagles and been thrown out of there. And Bryce Petty. Like, they've failed miserably. Uh, if I was Donald, I'd be concerned with the Jets' record with young quarterbacks. But I really hope that his natural ability overcomes their inability to coach young quarterbacks. And, and
2: forgive me if I pronounce this wrong. Is it Quincy newer Quincy newer He's come back. He's an option.
1: Yeah, yeah. Quincy Nuer and Robbie Anderson are much better receivers than people give them credit for. Yeah. Uh, And Nuer missed all of last year, didn't he? Did he break his neck?
2: I believe so, I believe so. Uh,
1: Anderson seems to have cured himself of the drops that he had the year before. So they've got a receiving core that's good enough um, if they can give Darnold the protection he needs. He does like to wait for the players to develop, which is what young quarterbacks do. So he's going to take a lot of sacks, and he is going to throw a lot of interceptions. Yeah. that they they seem to be happy to live with that, but
2: I mean, there's uh, there's there's some very good quarterbacks who started at teams which were very poor
1: and made a lot of interceptions in their first season. Mm-hmm. Peyton led the league in interceptions and threw more interceptions than touchdowns in his first season. Yeah, but what did he ever do? You know, <laughs> some great adverts. Yeah, he did do some great adverts. Should we move on?
2: So um, the Back jet- to the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> so. The Jets uh, have cut wide receiver Chand Hansen.
1: Oh, yeah, I might have spelled that wrong. Chad Hansen. Chand Hansen.
2: Uh, Uh, He was a drummer with his two other brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He was immediately picked up by the Pats because they realised what the Jets were doing and they put a taxi outside their stadium. So... Do we think Belichick's going to throw him out there against Gang Green later in the year, just to show he can make anyone play well? I really hope so.
1: <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, we've got this guy. Let's throw him three touchdown passes. It just, it just strikes me as a sort of very Belichick thing to do. But he's just there to bolster the depth. If you see him on the field, we are in trouble. Yeah. That is that is basically how it is. But yeah. I mean...
2: It's it's bodies, isn't it? Because once Edelman comes back in, that receiving core becomes slightly more.
1: It does. The thing with this signing, though, the Hansen signing, and the fact that they brought in, um, well, two guys this week off other people's uh, lists. I can't remember the name of the guy from Seattle. It tells me something was very wrong with Malcolm Mitchell's knee that they didn't keep him around and it tells me that they really felt Jordan Matthews is, is done as an NFL receiver, that they didn't keep him around. Because these guys, Hanson and, and the chap, is it Darbo from, from Seattle, are not in the same class as Jordan Matthews and Malcolm Mitchell. So something must be very wrong with those receivers.
2: I, I think every year we, with the Patriots we get to a point where, what have they done here? Oh, they're in the Super Bowl, okay. <laughs> so. Yes. Next one. So um, the Steelers have cut their backup quarterback Landry Jones as Mason Rudolph wins the Battle of the Backups in Pittsburgh. So so that's significant. Um, (laughs) So I I, I think someone will snatch up Jones. He's been one of the better backups in the league over the last three years. At the same time, I I can't say I I blame the Steelers either because they've got Mason Rudolph who could be fantastic and they've also got uh, Joshua Dobbs who's... I think he's looked half decent in preseason.
1: Yeah, they both have. They both look very good. Um, you know, I think Landry has come in into some difficult situations where the Steelers have needed him to manage games, and he's done fine. Like eight and seven touchdown to interception, uh, eighty-six point two passer rating, uh, and you know he's done all right. I don't. There's been no issue with Landry Jones, but what he isn't is he's not a face of the franchise in waiting. And that's what they're looking for because we know Ben is going to retire. Yeah. So that's why they've cut him because he just, he isn't the future. Um, I'm a little bit surprised they've gone with no experience of backup because Roethlisberger does miss time. He does get injured. It's normally only small injuries, but he misses parts of games, doesn't he? Quite regularly. So I'm, I'm a little bit surprised. I'm fairly sure, like you say, somebody will pick up Landry Jones because he would be one of the better backups in the league. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the Texans cut the league's longest-serving
0: punter, Shane Leckler. Uh, Leckler has played in the league since 2000 when he was drafted by the Raiders and has stated his desire to keep on playing. So someone hopefully will need a punter. So someone should take a punt on him.
1: I left that for you. I almost wrote it in. But I didn't think I'd need to. Yeah, I mean, so it's him, Brady, and Janikowski who's now kicking yeah. at the Seahawks, who are the three players left from the 2000 draft. So if Leclerc doesn't get signed again, there will only be two left. But he was actually averaging more than the punter that they've signed to replace him in preseason by two full yards per punt. But they obviously don't see him as the future anymore, and... They obviously feel the need to move on. So and he's forty-one, or something, isn't he? He's forty-one. The same age as Brady and Janikowski. Yeah, it's you know, it's one of those positions that doesn't get any credit, but a good punter buys you so much of a better field position. Yeah, you know, so it, he deserves a lot of credit for just hanging around in the league that amount of time and being consistently brilliant at what he does. Yeah.
0: Well, let's move on. So uh, we're gonna. Uh, Delve into what's happening when it all kicks off on Thursday night. So, uh, if you do some week one game predictions and a quick look at who's playing uh, who, who's playing where. I like so the hand movements, John. Always yeah. Oi, Oi.
1: good for a podcast. Yeah. yeah. it be good when we film it, though. It was, yeah, it's we, getting me in the spirit, though, so yeah, thanks.
0: Exactly. It's, it's to G you guys up. So, Thursday night football, it's uh, Falcons at the Super Bowl winning Philadelphia Eagles. Who's got anything other than a Philadelphia Eagles win here?
1: I do. I have a Falcons Ooh. win
2: here. As one of my best friends is a Falcons fan, I'm going for the Falcons. I'm going for the
0: Philadelphia Eagles because the Falcons, I think, are due for a downturn this year.
1: Do you really? Yeah. No, um, I do not. I think they're in for a bounce back year. Well. I I, I would give this to the Eagles if Wentz was fit. But Nick Foles has looked bad and I don't think the team are quite ready.
2: There's, there's some interesting things with atlanta as well so i think calvin ridley is one that i find very interesting austin Hooper is one that coming I mean, if, he, if he has a half decent season then steve sarkisian have a season to get used to it and that that was a very unenviable position coming in of a team yeah. that just absolutely kicked ass and
1: dan quinn's offense basically set loads of records for the falcons and for the league at times and uh, then to replace him with steve sarkisian who puts in a different scheme it's taken a whole year to integrate with the team Uh, this is actually an article that's just gone up on our website about this because www.billbelichicksworld.com. because unlike uh, John I feel like the Falcons could really be back into some good rhythm this year and are once again bearing in mind they got a lot of stick last year and still made the playoffs and got to the divisional round of the playoffs I, I think they're in for it again I really do
2: They've still got some great weapons, so a receiving core of Jones, Sunu, and this unknown quantity Calvin of Calvin Ridley. Ridley and Hooper, yeah. that's, that's and, and Matt Ryan is... Any team would be happy with him under centre.
1: Yeah, Freeman will be better used than last year, and Tevin Coleman's in a contract year. You know, he's going to be looking to play his best, so... And that defence is still phenomenal. Yeah, so they've moved Vic Beasley back to defensive end after he played at outside linebacker last year. Basically, he didn't get to rush the passer as much last year. And uh, now he's going to be back playing where he wants to play. He's going to be ratcheting up sacks. He's going to be double-digit sacks from him. Okay. The only thing is they have lost Adrian Claiborne, who yeah. was their sack leader last year. He went to the Patriots. Um, so, But as long as the defence is no worse than last year, this team will be in the playoffs again.
2: Yeah. And as much as it would frustrate me that Andy's team is doing well, yeah, I'm going Falcons. I'm going Eagles. Because uh, they, they played each other in the...
0: Playoffs, didn't they? And fault didn't play well then. It was awful. And the Eagles then. still won. Eagles still won fifteen to ten. So mm. I, I'm gonna I'm going to go with the Eagles. Just their defense is all right. Uh, I'm gonna say something quite similar to the to fifteen to ten as it was in the playoffs. So well, fair um, enough.
1: Let's let's dive into Sunday's games because it's a full slate. There's no yeah. buys this early in the season. So Steelers at the Browns. Significant. Nice,
2: significant Steelers.
1: Are we all taking Steelers? Yeah. Not by much, though. Are we taking Steelers despite the fact Bell might not play?
2: Oh, I'd still take them. I, I, I'm I still going to
0: take them, but I'm I, I'm going to go with like Steelers by, like, by f-
1: three. Steelers
2: by ten. Minimum.
1: Uh, Steelers by a score. So, okay, that's 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 three for the Steelers. That's fine. Uh, Bills at Ravens. 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 By uh By big. miles. By mile. Country miles. By five interceptions. I would imagine. <laughs> um... Yeah, massive, uh,
0: massive swing to the Ravens.
2: Uh, Texans at Patriots. Texans, Pats, Texans. Because the Pats don't usually play well in their first game of the season.
1: No, last year they got trounced. I can't remember Kansas. what they did the year before. I think they, um, I think they won the year before. We did win the year but, before. But yeah, last year we got trounced. On the, you know, that was the uh, the breakout game for Kareem Hunt, who just you know weed all over us basically. It, it, I absolutely think the Texans and their incredible defense. They, they Don't forget they signed Honey Badger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I if J.J. Watt is 75% of J.J. Watt plus Honey Badger, this defense just got so good.
2: And any team that's got DeAndre Hopkins, and if Deshaun Watson's at 85% of where he was before his injury, he's, oh, they've, they've got a chance. I'm going to say, I'm, still, I'm,
0: gonna say I'm going with the Pats just because they're the Pats. Yeah, uh, and that's what most people choose them for. But yeah, uh, Pats by like five.
2: Five? Or something like that, you know.
1: Fives an odd, odd scores. Yeah. A in score. A, in a, a, score. a game they scored in threes. But yeah. okay. Yeah, um, so
2: the Texans by a safety. <laughs>
1: <laughs> something like that. But you know, no, I, was, I was just think A field goal and a safety. <laughs> it's going to be a brilliant game. Um, <laughs> Buccaneers at Saints. Saints, 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 right? Okay. Bearing in mind, uh, about over al- ten. Also, we haven't had named yet a starting quarterback for the Bucks. Everyone's assuming Fitzmagic is starting, but Ryan Griffin is getting a lot of reps and a lot of good things said about him. And there's a chance you see a new quarterback starting for the Bucks. Yeah, but this is like asking a Bucks fan: Would you rather be punched in the bollocks or punched in the face? <laughs> <laughs> well, either I, way, it's going to hurt. I like both of these quarterbacks, and I. Don't think the drop-off between them and Jameis is as big as a no. lot of people do. So the Bucks are going to struggle regardless. Uh, Jags at Giants. Jags. That, just, that defense is awesome. Jags. I'm taking the Jags as well. Uh, Niners at Vikings. I'm going to give Jimmy G his
2: first loss. Uh, I'm going to give Kirk Cousins his first loss as a Viking. Because I don't think Cousins has looked great in preseason. And I think the Niners team have improved.
1: I agree with both of those things. But I think the Vikings defense will make Jimmy G suffer in the first game. I I just think that's the way. Eventually, he's going to lose. And actually, I think it's the best thing possible for the Niners to get it out of the way early. Uh, Okay. Titans at Dolphins. Wow, what a crap fest this could be. <laughs> this, this could
0: be actually probably quite fun because both teams... I, I'll start. tell you
1: right now, I'm taking the Titans. Tetons. Would you rather be shot or stabbed? Shot. <laughs> Titans. <laughs> oh, it's, it's three for the Titans. Oh, another game that could be terrible, Bengals at Colts. I also quite fun. Uh, I'm going to go
2: with the Colts. I'm going to go with the Colts as well. I think they've got luck on their side.
1: <laughs> I'm going to say it's too early and luckily he's going to get crushed by that defensive front of the Bengals so I will take the Bengals in this one uh, Chiefs at Chargers Chargers Chiefs um, Chargers without doubt Mahomes is going to get picked off three or four times yeah.
2: I bet you both one English pound in a recorded medium <laughs> so I've got no way of going back the Chiefs will win this game
0: Okay, no, I'm, I've got the chart. I'm going. I've got the Chargers as my as my sort of outside
2: bet for the. This the is ball. a team that does a lot of the Chargers are a team that do a lot of things through the tight end position, and they've lost Hunter Henry. Antonio Gates has just come back. The Chiefs are a team that haven't really lost anybody to injury. They haven't, uh, you know, they've, they've lost him...
0: Marcus Peters to the fact that they lost him. <laughs>
2: yeah, but he, he he's gone, and they've you know they've had time to deal with that. I think they still. Sammy Watkins and Tyree Kill are great options.
1: I have no doubt and that Travis the Chiefs, still there. The Chiefs yeah. will put up some points, but Mahomes is going to look for these deep throws, and the Chargers' defense is really good. They will pick him off. That is going to be the Chiefs' biggest Achilles heel all season. Is He's yeah. going to put up some great scores, highlight I footage, think, brilliant. to be, he's going to be massive. My fun. word, is he going to get picked off so much. <laughs> yeah. um, Seahawks at Broncos. Broncos. Because it's at the Broncos and the Seahawks. I, too, am taking the Broncos, and I think the Seahawks are going to suck this year.
2: A team with no O-line playing against Von Miller and and Chubb and various others. Yeah. Let's get destroyed.
1: Uh, Cowboys at
0: Panthers. Do you know what? I'm going to make a bold call here. I'm going to say Panthers. I'm also going to predict the first... Coach to be fired this year is uh, the Cowboys. Jason uh, Garrett. Garrett. I'm going to say he goes this year.
1: You can say he's the first that goes. First
0: you? to go this year is Jason
2: oh.
1: Garrett. We'll get to that later on, uh, Paul.
2: I'm going to say the Panthers are going to win by one score, which is going to be a rushing touchdown by a thousand yard rusher C.J. Anderson. <laughs> uh,
1: then, in that case, we are all taking the Panthers. And whilst I'm not confident he's the first sacked, I think this is definitely the last. Roll of the dice. Uh, I I don't see a way back for Jason Garrett this season. Despite the fact that the team will do okay, they're in a division whereby okay probably won't be enough. enough. Uh, Redskins at Cardinals. Cardinals, just because the Redskins are a dumpster fire.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I like the way you described it, but I'm going for the Redskins with this. Because I think... We've spoken many times on this podcast that Alex Smith is unspectacular, but efficient. And I think this is a team, Alex Smith with Jordan Reed, Paul Richardson, Crowder.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's pronounced Crowder. (laughs) (laughs) If, If the Redskins were at home, I would take the Redskins. As they're away, and I think David Johnson is keen to prove that he's a top three running back. I think he bursts through, and it's a narrow win for the cards for me. It's not on the cards for me. Uh, Finally on the Sunday, Bears with Khalil Mack at Packers. I'm going to go with the Packers,
0: but a
1: narrow, very narrow win.
2: I'm going to go with the Packers by a not very narrow win.
1: I am also going to go with the Packers and I'm going to say that they walk it because the Mack thing, he's not going to be ready in that scheme. He's not the only good defender. No, 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 he's not. But I'm going to say they walk it because I think the other side of the ball for the Bears isn't there yet. So if the Packers get two scores ahead and Trubisky starts to throw it and look for the long passes, I think Green Bay's defense is now good enough to stop that happening. Yeah, Uh, and Should that we takes to Monday, us night? To, yeah, to Monday, Monday night. night. So the Jets, who, by the way, we're not referring to in a disparity manner this year. No nope. the Jets at the Lions. So Lions. I'm going for the Lions, but are we
2: upgrading the Jets? So last year they were the dog shit jets, so they're now like the cat shit jets. <laughs> There's less shit, but they're still shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: If they have another good season, dropping
2: jets. They're going to become the mouse shit jets if they have a good season again.
1: I <laughs> like <laughs> mouse shit. Mouse shit jets rolls off the tongue really nice. Uh, so it's three for the lions because I'm I'm in on them. I think the lions have been very. Uh, un- they're not receiving any love, right? All right, they're in a very difficult division, but this is a team that has pushed for playoffs before when everyone's written them off. And Matt Stafford's really good. If he was that yeah. good,
2: they'd be in the playoffs repeatedly if he was he, that he, good
0: he doesn't have a running game though to help well it, he might uh, do now
1: on, Johnson is supposed to be the way forward and the Garrett Blunt is a, a goal line hammer that's won consecutive Super Bowls with the yeah. Patriots and the Eagles let's not forget that uh, and now it ends probably and finally on Monday night Rams at Raiders is anyone taking anyone other than the Rams Rams by a country mile Rams by one score Oh no! Rams by way more than one score. Rams by I'm, I'm, fourteen. Um, yeah, Sue and Donald against that O line.
2: And ah. Peters and Tlaib.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Raiders are going to get destroyed. This is going to be an absolute floor. They could be the dogshit Raiders this year, <laughs> which sounds like a terrible thing. You do not want to be. You don't want to be known as a, a dogshit Raider.
2: <laughs> that's a band I've seen as well. Uh, that's a punk band. I, I saw. the
1: I supported the dog shit raiders on tour a few Sounds years ago. <laughs> Sounds like you can go to prison for it. I don't know about that. Um, so, okay, so that takes us through. I'll, I'll be keeping track of uh, these predictions in a slightly haphazard manner, but we will be, and I shall be encouraging uh, the rest of our podcast crew to, to make picks and send them to me so that I can write them down as well, because that's the kind of thrilling life I lead. Oh, no, we'll, I know, we'll keep track.
2: If you disagree with any of our suggestions in regard to these, uh, this first week of games... Go fuck yourself. Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I assumed that's where you were going with that. Right.
2: Uh, I think if you do, if you disagree with us, talk, tell us on social media. Yeah, we're at we're at Belichick's
1: World. Um, come and find us there. Yeah, and I'll fight you. (laughs) Right. Speaking of fighting, it's time for a little head to head here. uh, As we're making notes of predictions and things, we're going to have a little one word contest uh, between John and Fourth and Inches. As they will go head to head, brother versus brother, to predict the future using only yes or no to answer the following ten questions, gentlemen. The Raiders will win five or less games this season. No. You think? Oh yeah,
0: win? yeah, Sorry, they will. They will win five or less. Yes. Yes.
2: Yes.
1: Two yeses. Okay. Hugh Jackson will be sacked before the season ends. No.
2: To be controversial, I'm going to say yes. I'm not agreeing with with, with Johnny Frash. (laughs) Johnny Frosh,
1: more like. Aaron Rodgers will be the MVP. No, not a chance. Deshaun Watson will be Comeback Player of the Year. No. Yes. (laughs) I'm going with Andrew Luck. Zeke will lead the league in rushing yards this year.
2: No.
0: No. He'll be close, but yeah.
1: Who do, who do you think? Does out of interest? I'm going to go with Hunt. Gurley. Todd Gurley will lead the league in touchdowns this year. No. Yes.
2: I just like disagreeing
1: with John that's why I thought we'd do this Antonio Antonio Brown will lead the league in receiving yards no
2: and you've got to remember he's the first person on my fantasy team so that hurts
1: he was the first person on your fantasy team because you didn't log in in time and you've <laughs> auto-picked Antonio Brown <laughs> and I have You're to you get no credit for that and I have to support him it's like I've knocked up a girl you got, after a night out
0: you've got two leagues Two teams, one in a random league, and you've got him twice. So you have double the love. I and think there's out. a forfeit
1: for not logging in on time. You shouldn't be allowed to play him in the first week, but whatever. Because John playing you. Uh, <laughs> yes. Receiving yards. I'm going to go no. Who, who who do we who do we think?
2: Eric Decker's gone, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm
1: I'm thinking it's going to be a Ram. Oh, you thinking Brandon Cooks?
2: Yes.
0: I'm going to go with. Oh, fuck, I
1: don't know. I
0: just don't think Brilliant. Antonio Bain Okay,
1: well, that's fine. You do, it's, it's a yes or no, Beckham. really. Behave. <laughs> <laughs> be- behave.
0: I'm going to be fucking... <laughs>
1: you're supposed to know what you're talking about on here, you <laughs> fool. Fucking Beckham. Uh, Khalil, Mack, Khalil Mack will put up 15 sacks or more in 2018.
2: When it's 14 family members come over at Christmas? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He will not make 15 tackles on a quarterback behind the line of scrimmage in
1: 2018. No. It's a a double no there, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Pat Mahomes will throw the most interceptions in the league in 2018. How long is Pateman
0: going to be playing? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> P-
1: Peterman I don't won't be playing past I don't week think, four. I
0: don't think he needs the full 16 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're talking about, Nate, five interceptions by mm-hmm. a half-time Peterman? Yeah, I mean, if he continues that form to week four... <laughs> I mean...
2: <laughs>
0: that's 10 a game, so that's 40 interceptions.
2: <laughs> so if, if he plays the full 16 games, <laughs> <laughs> that's 80 interceptions.
1: Um... Um, and you got to
2: remember, five is, the, five is like the median average. So... I mean, there's games he could get, like, six or seven.
1: Don't forget, he did start a game towards the end of last year where he didn't actually throw an interception. No. He threw a touchdown and then went off at halftime with a concussion. Let's not forget that. Yeah, no. And the thing, or, I, or let's forget that and just pretend you just threw the five no. interceptions uh, by it's halftime.
2: It's going to be Donald. For me, it's Donald.
0: I'm going to go yes. I think Mahomes is going to be a hell of a lot of fun, but I think he will throw a hell of a lot of interceptions.
1: Okay, and finally, both LA teams will reach the Super Bowl and face each other. Because no. the Rams window is now, yeah, and the Chargers are going to be brilliant. Yeah, I'm still going to say no.
2: I will not see that happen.
1: What you, you're going to personally stop it? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mr. Goodell. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know who this is? Doesn't <laughs> okay. no matter how
2: I got your number. <laughs>
1: That was about what I expected from the two of you, to be honest. you hang up on me. I'm sure there's a little bit of disagreement there just for the sake of it, but that's kind of what I thought. Um, For all of us now, predict a Super Bowl champion. Who is going to win all of it? And you are sticking with this team throughout the season. Do not say the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl.
2: I was the one person who stuck to my guns last season. You did. And? A zero and six, sorry, six and zero start. I was looking pretty sweet. Um, Rams. There's just quality all over the field. Goff's experienced Gurley. If he's even if he plays at half the level he did last season, he's still a very decent running back. Cooks, Robert Woods for another season. Um... I think Peters, Tlaib, Sue, Donald. Jesus Christ! That team's going to go far. Silence yeah. is terrible it's on a podcast. It's really bad,
0: but I t- um, See, <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the sound of four and inches weeing there.
0: <laughs> I am going to go. I'll fill the silence <laughs> with Eagles retain. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, fucked. <laughs> they did it without Wentz last year. They did. And they've got Wentz to come back. Uh, I think that they've not lost anyone of consequence, really. it's And that defence is still cracking. I'm going to go with, yeah, Eagles retain.
1: Okay, and, and I... I did my little score prediction for the season on the massive fixture grid that you sent me and 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 to be honest, I, I came out with the Saints. Now, personally, myself, I wouldn't have picked them. That's just the way the numbers came out and I didn't, I didn't add the numbers up until I got to the end and that's what it gave me. So I'm going to pick the Saints but if I'd not done that system, I'd have chosen the Rams. But I'll stick with the Saints because that's what came out. So, you know, it's it's spread again. I really wanted it to come out and tell me Aaron Rodgers was going to win another Super Bowl. Yeah. Because I don't like living in a world where Eli Manning has more Super Bowls than than Breeze or Aaron Rodgers. He, he, he's currently tying with Nick Bolt, Nick Foles. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and Joe Flacco. Yeah. And Brad Johnson. And Brad Johnson, who was tragic. Um. So. You know, But I'll go with the Saints. I picked them fairly early last year as well, and, and it sort of fell apart once they got into the playoffs, but that's a good team for me, and, and Breeze is just amazing. I took,
2: Breeze is lucky to breathe the air that Jeff was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't even finish the
2: sentence. <laughs> I can't finish the sentence.
1: Uh, Paul, did you have anything you wanted to contribute in the form of a Cleveland frown?
2: Yeah. So, Is I it wonder- backup quarterbacks? No, it's not. <laughs> oh, thank God no, for that. <laughs> I'm going to keep mentioning this because we haven't mentioned it so far
1: oh it is backup quarterbacks
2: no oh right no it's not backup quarterbacks I've made my point I've made it clear it's on Bill Belichick's world twitter account other people are picking up on it I've started a movement
1: <laughs> the last time you started a movement I had to hand you extra toilet roll I ended up having a colonoscopy last March
2: when the last time I started a movement so I'm very pink anyway that's all you need to know um <laughs> I know I can get you to corpse <laughs> One nil, Um, Paul. The thing that's got to me is I'm. We haven't mentioned it this week, but we've mentioned there's some teams with some dodgy wide receiver core. Dez Bryant. Dez Bryant. What What does he have to do to get on a team? He may have excessive contract demands, but we've seen salary cap spaces. I is he is he talking to people?
1: He's been talking to people, but it's all gone very quiet. If you look now, there's no one who's got uh, a workout in position with Des at the moment. I would be inclined to agree with you that I can't believe he hasn't been picked up, which tells me either the contract demands are ridiculous, because he does he has come out and said he wants a one-year prove-it deal, but he's still going to want money for that. Oh, yeah. so, or they feel that there's something missing out of his game now. So let me go through this, right? So let's, let's have a look. I'm not going to go for all 32, but to
2: prove a point, right? Go through some of the teams here. Falcons. Don't need him.
1: No. Eagles. No. No. Bills. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, they need him, but he would never go to a team that's going to be that bad. He just won't do it. Okay. Pats. Um, I believe they could use him, but I don't think Belichick would have him in the building. Okay. So just just purely go on. Do they need do, him? Do they have better options than him currently? Um, yeah, I think... I think they've got Edelman when he comes back is a better player. Other than that, no, I think Dez is as good as anything else we've got. Bucks. No, no. I don't think wide receiver is a p- problem position for them. Take away Mike Evans. Yeah, but that's, you know, currently as it stands, no, they don't need him. But yes, if they lost Mike Evans, then Dez would be an upgrade or anything else. They've got Deshaun Jackson. is just not a force anymore in this league. Titans. Yeah, he could probably upgrade the Titans. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I mean, Corey Davis. I I I quite like Corey Davis. Yeah, he's a good player, but he's not Des Bryant. No. But we're working on Des Bryant being the same Des Bryant. Whereas last year, I don't know. we, We all said the relationship between Des and Dak wasn't there, and that is why his numbers dropped off. Do we know that's the case? Do we know it's just not natural regression from a man who's been in the league, what, eight years? We don't we don't know. So maybe people have seen something we're not. But there are some
2: players who are on the free agency who were very good historically and their numbers weren't great. I it, it just if we're looking at what's giving the Cleveland Frowns, Des why hasn't anybody signed him?
1: Des Wyant. Really? That's Des Wyant. I'd have said there's six or seven teams that should be queuing up to sign Des Bryant. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think you'll definitely see him on a team this year. Do you know, do you know I'm surprised we haven't heard about him going to Jacksonville. Marquise yeah. Lee is done. Keelan Cole and D. Westbrook are league average middle-of-the-road receivers. Dante Moncrief's there as well. He's, yeah. he's, he's okay as an option. Yeah, he's the best of the three, but... But he's not an out-and-out number one receiver, and the other two are not going to make up for Marquise Lee. So, if I was Des Bryant on a team that is already been in the playoffs, and we are still saying their defense is Super Bowl worthy, yeah, he are you telling me he doesn't make Blake Bortles better? I think he does, but I think he yeah. If, if we're looking
2: at what's pissing me off, I I don't understand how. Going back to one of my earlier points, a man is playing in the league who blamed his drug suspension on ghosts. <laughs> I'm gonna try and
1: I'm gonna try and get you the exact quote again because it amazed me. Yeah, I mean, while you're pulling that up, I will I will just say if Des ends up anywhere, I think it will be Jacksonville or possibly somebody like the Jets, because he would elevate what their quarterbacks are able to do. Donald. Or any of the new quarterbacks could do with a Des, who's yeah. done it before and will fight for the ball. Um, and, and and equally, Blake Bortles needs a good downfield receiver. Des isn't maybe as quick as Marquise Lee, but he'll still get down the field well. He can learn routes. It would definitely make them a better team. And and I think uh, if I was Jacksonville, I would be, I would be sending that that Jets taxi that they were talking about earlier to go and pick up Des Bryant. Raiders. Yeah, he's signing older players. Yeah. But they've already signed Jordy Nelson, Amari Cooper's the number 1. Is he going to want to go in somewhere and be the third receiver? I think at the moment it's Seth Roberts, I mean. Yeah. Or Johnny Holton. It's not I don't think he's going to want to be the number 3. No. And I don't see him getting he certainly won't get ahead of Amari Cooper and I don't think I don't think he's necessarily any better than Jordy Nelson. And again, he's got a personality and Gruden doesn't like players with personality. There's a lot of ghosts around
2: here. Maybe a ghost put it in me. You know the
1: ghost of Christmas Past?
2: A ghost might have put it in me. I don't know.
1: <laughs> that was Jeremy Curley, right? Yes. What an imbecile!
2: And he has got a
0: contract. Well, there you go. Uh, well, yeah, I'm sure he'll turn up somewhere. But um, whilst we're here, because um, we we will we we'll hopefully try and do another podcast as the week goes but if not uh you guys won't be around for it anyway uh being up uh how we did our fantasy draft on sunday uh first thoughts how how it went for you guys any surprises uh you know uh myself what? i found running backs once past round two just really hard to come by so but i guess that's i guess that's the that's how it is with that position. But yeah,
1: how did you guys found your fantasy draft? I was pleased with my running back stable. So i got uh, Melvin Gordon, Dalvin Cook, uh, Dion Lewis, who I think is going to be the starter in Tennessee. Um, you're going with Derek Henry, aren't you? No, you've, you ain't. Did I not have Dion Lewis? I thought oh, you do. I you do have a have D- in the flex uh, position. Hello. I, I see John, I understand. I see, I see And then uh, Bill Al Powell. Uh, and I believe I had one more. Rex Burkhead. Oh yeah, Rex, Rex Burkhead, who, yeah. who again I think is going to get early season work until Sonny Michel is back. So I was as a five, I think that's as good as anything that I could have possibly picked up from drafting in seventh at running back, because we all know the running back position gets absolutely shredded every season. Consequently, my wide receiver core is not elite, but I have got what I would consider to be two number one receivers in Doug Baldwin and Michael Crabtree. So I'm pleased with that. Well, Crabtree ain't nothing. <laughs> and, uh,
0: of course, you have quite a good defense.
1: I, well, uh, for week one, I've got the Ravens against Nate, five interceptions yeah. by halftime Peterman. Um, there was a little bit of, uh, People looking at me in a bit of an odd manner when I picked up Alex Smith as my quarterback, but he doesn't turn the ball over and is the fifth most rushing yards amongst quarterbacks over the last three years. That's enough for me to think it's worth a throw late on, because I didn't draft a quarterback till late.
0: Uh, I went, I got Stafford. uh, uh, Who I would have taken. But yeah, um, yeah, that... How did you find it in both your leagues,
2: Paul? <laughs> Paul? So, I didn't realise I was in two leagues. <laughs> so um, In the league, I, I mean, to be fair, the auto-pick team they gave me was pretty cool. So, Wilson, McCoy, Elliot, Demarius Thomas, Phelan, Reed, and Gordon. Oh, Jesus, how many people are in this other league? Well, to be fair, I'm playing, a, I'm playing a team which is Brady, Fournette, Hopkins, Hill and Goodwin.
1: Yeah, I'm guessing there aren't many people in that yeah. There's 10 in hours. I'm guessing that's got less. I think four.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty pleased. I usually I try and disrupt the draft that we do just to be a bit of a dick.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I'll usually pick a quarterback first because. And you
0: disrupted it this year by not turning up until after it started.
2: <laughs> yeah, I disrupted it by turning up late. Yeah, I was pretty pleased. Thanks to the uh, M1. But yeah. Um, I, I think. The one thing that I usually struggle with is because I pick a quarterback first to try and disrupt it. But if I'm going on pure points from the season before, I go for the person who scored the most points from the season before. Um, I usually struggle with wideouts, but I think I've probably got one of the best wideout calls going. So I got Antonio Brown, Brandon Cooks, Marvin Jones, Sammy Watkins and Edelman as a sleeper for when he comes back after his suspension. It's fair enough.
0: Yeah. Uh, myself, uh, Stafford, a quarterback. Howard. Uh, I think uh, that's a good pick. He's going to get a lot of points to Alvin Kamara, who... He's a brilliant pick as well. Uh, my wideouts are Ty Hilton, Mike Evans, John... <laughs> Ty Hilton, love it. <laughs> John Ross. Uh, I've got... T- Parker and Nelson on
2: the on the bench.
1: Is uh, Devonte Parker playing in Week One? There was rumours of him having a hand injury, and not playing. I haven't. What, what the? What does he do for you? Because I you have,
2: always pick him, and he's dreadful.
1: Oh, he's not dreadful. He's not dreadful. He's very wishy washy in fantasy. He, but yeah. he did have Jarvis Landry taking all of the targets. So,
0: so yeah. Uh, but then this year, I do think Miami are mean, just going to suck in general. Uh, but, um, but I'd rather have Tannehill than Cutler. Oh yeah, yeah, as would I. Um, um, and uh, my, I got the Rams. Did, did anybody pick
1: a player, you know, Paul said he picked Edelman as a sleeper because he's not back till week five. Did anybody pick a player that they're not sure how they're going to develop? Because, because I did. I picked tight end for the Dolphins, Mike Gzecki because in college he was such an athlete at tight end. And I think they're going to need that touchdown target player bit like Crabtree would do from wide receiver for the Ravens. So that's why I've picked him. I'm just happy for him to sit there for a few weeks while he gets into the mix. And then I might have two class tight ends because I've got Kelsey as well. Um, Did anybody else pick anybody like that? Because you said John Ross is on your team. Yeah. And what did he play? First two games of last year and then got injured? So you don't know. I'm Uh, not sure. But I would be pleased with John Ross. I wanted John Ross as as this sleeper position.
2: My sleeper was Sonny
1: Michel. Yeah, so he's due to miss at least the first two weeks with knee issues. Um, I, I, again, I think that's a good pick. I, I, I just like to see what people are thinking. I've got Jordan Wilkins, the running
0: back from the Colts. He
1: might be in very early.
0: Uh, who, um, yeah, because it looks like Mac is coming in with an injury, so. Return of the Mac. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um but yeah, I just thought I'd mention it, so uh, let us know how if you if you're, how your fantasy drafts have gone. You're going to
1: be doing uh, fantasy updates on the website, aren't you? I
0: am, I am. I'm going to be doing a fantasy analysis, picking my own <laughs> fantasy of the week and stuff like that. About football. Oh, um, no. <laughs> no, no, it's literally just all about Scarlett Johansson.
2: She's um, <laughs> <laughs> getting punched in the face by Susanna Reid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> While playing American football. That's just odd. You, but
2: yeah,
0: um, <laughs> but yeah. Well, let us know how you how you got on. But um, that was Bill Belichick's world. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, so please find us on social media at uh, Belichick's World or on Facebook at uh, uh, Bill Belichick's World Podcast, uh, and of course you can email us at Bill Belichick's World. At gmail.com
1: and check out all the articles on the website that are going course, up about yeah. your team's chances uh in the coming season. They're not all up there yet, but they will be published over the next couple of days. Exactly, www.billbattlexworld.com.
0: Uh so yeah, come come and join us with our Twitter polls and uh, talk to us during Friday night Thursday nights opening game and let us know what you th- who you think will win, uh who you thinks in for a tough season. Uh or just let us know how you think your team's going to get on. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, for this, for this week, I'm Johnny Frash, uh, I'm four for ninjas
1: and I'm going to be mocking the Raiders.
0: This week, uh, Bill Belichick's world was brought to you by the Mikal Kendricks, uh, <laughs> investment fund. Someone you can trust. <laughs> and, uh, for us, it's, uh, a good night and, uh, yeah, enjoy the season ahead. Cheers guys.